Oz, you ready? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Episode five. Episode five already. I know it's going by fast. So it? that's week five. Pretty much, yeah. It's been so a little more than a month. It's been fun. Yeah. Good news, man. Good What's news. That? Good news. We are on iTunes podcast app. Oh, we are. We are. High oh, five. nice. High five. <laughs> But that was a goal that we had, right? Yeah, I remember. And we hope that iTunes could uh, or Apple could approve our show.、Mm. And we are actually on the newsworthy, so that people can actually see our cover, our logo, and just if if they want, which we hope they will, subscribe to the show. Yeah. So they get our show each week. Yeah, it's free. It's free, free, people. It's free. We、yeah. don't take charge. No, we do it for you guys. <laughs> so, I don't know, I don't know what that, what that that just came out of my mouth out there, but <laughs> we're doing this for you guys. So please go on that podcast app and subscribe to our show. Yeah, go out to our website oscarchingking dot、uh, com dot com. Yeah, and 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 remember get... follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everything, guys. Everything, everything. Let's get this movement going because there's a lot of a lot of soccer news that happening. A lot of soccer movements going on,、yeah. and、uh, we are really happy to be in the start, in the middle, and uh, uh, just in the making of it. Yeah.、Um, and you know who else is in the making of history? Tell me, Atlanta United、oh. FC. We are a little under a month away from the start of the season. The MLS season, and just this past weekend, Atlanta United had their first、uh, well preseason game. It went well for them at Chattanooga and up in Tennessee. Won four zero. Yeah, nice comprehensive win, dominant win. Everyone looked good. Pretty exciting. It's exciting times. Yeah, I mean, you, we know that most of the most of the clubs in Europe and in the world have hundred plus years under their belts. Yeah,、um, they've been, they have. A vast history behind them, right? So much events, memories. But here we are looking at a project, not even like Manchester City or Chelsea or、yeah. PSG, right? This is a project that actually starts right now, from completely from scratch, from, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. It's totally a new beginning, a new birth. It's the sort of entrance into modern soccer, because. Like you said, there's so many clubs throughout Europe and South America,、uh, even other places like Africa and Asia that have had fifty, sixty, seventy, hundred years of history. Like you said, but we're seeing. I mean, here in the U.S.,、mm-hmm. uh, teams are pretty pretty new, and we're still seeing new clubs pop up. You have yeah, you have like、yeah. your original MLS clubs, yeah, twenty years or so. We're still seeing new clubs come up this year. But they also also build the entire club. Not only the players, the coaching staff, they、yeah. also the、uh, training ground,、mm-hmm. the, the logo, the fan groups. They try to really build everything based on what they learned from Europe, exactly, or, or、yeah. rest of the world. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating to see clubs like Atlanta United FC that has been doing a really good job with、uh, their fans,、mm. with scouting players, yeah, with Building the new stadium,、mm. almost an advantage, if you will. Some some would argue that it's you know Atlanta United compared to other clubs has disadvantage、mm-hmm. uh, compared to a hundred years of history, which you know they do in some regard. But also at the same time, being able to look to start your club and you have all these great examples before you and be able to look and watch what they have done in the past, 
uh, that's got to be beneficial for I agree. a new club coming up. I agree. Also, if you look at the f- point from the fans, this city is a soccer maniac city, man. Yeah, really. Wherever you go, the different different areas, different parts of the city, even outside Atlanta, soccer is massive. Especially if you look within the youth soccer in the United States yeah, or yeah. in Georgia in general. Youth soccer is huge. It's in huge. Really. It's huge. And finally, have a franchise and the MLS team is going to just increase the popularity yeah. and the professionalism that this club brings to this city. There are people that live here for so long that have been soccer fans for so long and finally getting their own home team. Yeah. Man, finally we have a team to go and cheer for every weekend. I know. I'm I'm one of those guys that uh you just mentioned, those guys have lived here my whole life. Exactly. The real first division, high quality club to cheer for uh in my own hometown. It's gonna be I'm excited for it. So tell me, as a guy that grew up in Atlanta yeah. and being really passionate about soccer and you didn't really have a local team to go and cheer for. It was more like it was more like following Arsenal TV, yeah. maybe New York Red Bull sometimes. Right, yeah. But now you actually have an MLS team in your town. How does that feel? It's exciting. I mean, I have to give some shout-out to like Atlanta Silverbacks, you know, second division uh, club. Now they're in the fourth division. But a team in MLS was something that I craved. And, yeah, I had to... to you know, cheer for the Red Bulls, mm-hmm. which is where I was born. So New York's where I was born. So that makes sense. And Arsenal, yep. all the way across the ocean. <laughs> so I, I always see, not just with soccer, but even go around to other uh, other cities around the world. And once their team brings home a championship or whatever, or comes home from a great performance, and you see all the fanfare around them, yeah. like with the bus parading, I never got the chance to do that, especially with a soccer club here in Atlanta. So... I'm. I can't wait to be a part of that. So, can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Go to the games. Yeah. The tailgating, watch the team score, watch the team win, and even walk home and discuss about the games afterwards. Right. We're really looking forward journey to start. Already begun. Atlanta United won four zero. Yeah. Against Chattanooga FC. This is where the history started. Yeah. We were here. So, welcome to Oscotch and King Soccer Podcast Show. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's been a ride. I guess I had to go to that place to get to this one. Now, some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get you. Big game of the weekend this weekend, guys, and that was Liverpool Tottenham. Yeah, 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 definitely at Anfield. Uh, two teams trying to keep up with Chelsea, definitely trying to cement their place in the top four. And Liverpool came out the winners. Everyone's been talking about how bad Liverpool have been for oh, the yeah. past month or oh, so, yeah. but they finally, finally broke the duck. They got, uh, I think, if I'm not uh, mistaken, their first league win of the season. Of the of the year, new year. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> first win this Since calendar 20, year. Exactly. Yes. Uh, first league win. I think only the second win overall. Um, so a club of this caliber to yeah, be, uh, be in a situation like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but 
finally broke that and it makes you wonder like how how relieved the players must be now mm. to finally to finally have that that mm. losing streak or drawing streak that all those games where they drop points against teams that they should be beating uh they finally have got that away away from themselves out of yeah. the system they must be like relieved and you know, happy especially i'm trying to think about like those games they lost like hall city last week yeah you know how everybody thought that okay this is a time for them to bounce back but yet there was a defeat mm. been a repeating pattern this year that they're not really performing well is the suffer with the performance they're not doing really great and you know losing points in important games and finally it was like you know what guys we need to make a change and the change needs to come here at this game against Titan and we need to win this game ah. it felt kind of like that uh, I'm not sure how the game was what did you think about the game in general like the pace how did Tottenham play for instance uh, I was actually kind of surprised Tottenham uh, were a little I'm gonna say lackadaisical you know that mean that word they were i'm always happy to learn new words man they're kind of soft and you know taking it easy they didn't really go at liverpool mm. uh or play very smart and they gave up goals that were weak goals soft goals the liverpool just completely took advantage of they didn't really play the level that we normally expect, we didn't expect them um, and liverpool kind of jumped back at the win i mean such an important win isn't it yeah huge win uh keeps them amazingly liverpool even during all that bad spell are still like in that top four yeah. chase uh but this gets them you know right back uh, cements them their, their place in the race for top four for sure and just for their confidence yeah definitely the confidence level in the players is could be tricky yeah i mean where does that start really it's at melwood 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 mm. melwood yeah. but it's a which is a liverpool football club's training ground and that's where it all starts i think i think so that's where the real nitty-gritty the real hard work the real absolutely that's where the game the upcoming weekend is really won huh and the training ground absolutely you that yeah that's right here that's that's what they all say i yeah. mean end of the day the players spend so much time there yeah on the pitch off the pitch you know socially they do all the events or press conferences everything from melbourne they're barely at an Anfield. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't even think they practice that much at Anfield. I don't think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they professional teams. They do all their practicing, all their training at the training ground, and the training facilities. But such an important role that people have. You know, everybody from the massage guy, right. the chef. The laundry people, kitman, kitman, the water boys. I mean, you name it. I don't know all of the roles, but groundskeeper. Yeah, welcome to Liverpool Football Club. Even the guy at the receptionist, right? Yeah, the girl. Yeah, I mean, they all have an important role in to keep the spirit up. Yeah, and it just makes you wonder what was the spirit like during this past month. Uh, it's not. It can't be easy. Uh, so they've got to be depressed like that. The players, the even the staff, like you say, have got to be upset and depressed like this. The that's 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 why it's important to have these clowns in the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's the clown at Liverpool? Uh, Daniel Sturridge. Maybe, maybe. Now I'm very like clown. I mean, charismatic, yeah, upbeat, too. upbeat, fun, fun, loose guy. You know, we know at Arsenal you have. Uh, Santi Cazorla. 
Yeah, yeah, true. Santa also, Cora. I think Premier to Saka as well. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But definitely Casola. Also, have feels like they have a lot. I mean, even Nacho, oh, uh, Nacho seems pretty okay, fun, yeah. huh? He does seem like that. I, I I can't say I know for sure, but he does seem that way. But I know Alex Iwobi as well. He likes, oh, yeah. He, he yeah. likes to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, the rest is kind of like within their own, right? Sure. Like, a bit, a bit, Ozil, yeah. Sanchez, they all these kind of, they have the fun, relaxed role. They're already relaxed people. It seems like it, at least. Yeah, I think so. But you're right, they definitely need, or, I guess, teach their own, but it's gotta be beneficial to have that sort of person or a couple of these people in the locker room with the club, even with just the staff. Like, it doesn't even have to be a player. It could be, you see this receptionist once you're walking into the training ground and he or she just cracks a joke as they do every every day and that's got to lighten your mood up some right they should have a comedian yeah they should hire. they should have that comedian that is so good at accents <laughs> the guy that can do frank lampard steven gerrard mm. jamie Kerr. have you heard about that guy no let me let me play uh, play one for you <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to work with Klopp. I think I'm the right man to work with him. I mean, you're very busy on Monday Night Football with that little midget from Manchester. You know, the one with the bum fluff on his lip. You're good at that. You need to stay doing it. You and Neville sit there in the studio criticising managers and all their tactics. Yet the two of you haven't got the bottle to have a go at management yourselves. Give it three months and you'll be having a go at Klopp. Yeah, of course. Mm. Well, look, Stevie, I think Klopp will want to bring someone in who knows what they're talking about. I'm one of the best pundits in the business. Probably the best pundits around at the moment. Mm. And look, you're very busy playing for one of the best teams in America. You know, you, you know, you should stay doing that. Even if nobody really cares what you're doing and nobody watches the MLS at all. Mm. <laughs> Klopp wants exciting attack on football. And let's be honest, Cara, you are absolutely terrified of going past the halfway line. You know, you just about got out your own penalty area at times. You know, young players would be coming up to me going, asking me how I won the FA Cup finals on my own and how I used to spread 60-yard passes with my eyes closed. What would they ask you? Would they ask you how, about the time you smashed the ball into the upper centenary for no reason, under no pressure? Yeah, sort it, lad. Ah, mm. oh, come on, Stevie, lad. Clot wants character. He wants character, he wants personality, he wants people to... <laughs> <laughs> You get the idea. Yeah. Maybe every club should have a comedian <clears throat> like this at the training ground. How funny would it be if a player was walking and they heard a voice of their teammate say something, I don't know, who knows, and then he turns around and it's just this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But I'm, I'm, you know, you go back to Melbourne and I'm sure that it's been tough times, you know, but I'm, I'm confident that Jurgen Klopp, when we come here, we'll leave everything else behind. Mm, when yeah. we come into this sacred training ground and we're giving all these hours, we are not letting ourselves be bothered by anything that goes on on the outside this pitch. Yeah. When it comes to dropping points, so we're not letting any negativity or pessimistic thoughts come into this ground. We just have to focus on the, our job and how we can win the next game. Yeah, I mean, media and the like will they you know find their way into training grounds? They not like they sneak in all the mm-hmm. time, but like 
you see like videos and such of people practicing and such on the training ground and sometimes interviews but it's got to be a lot more limited and they're they're just there needs to be a place for players for staff for the entire club to just get away from the media just get away from all that stuff you're talking about all that negative stuff from the outside and really work on the next game and work on the whatever tactics that need to be you know worked on you think Arsenal did that for this weekend because Arsenal had bad loss against Chelsea last week 3-1 yeah. yeah. a lot of criticism a lot of talk about Wenger out you know a lot of criticism of how Ozil played you think Arsenal did that at their training ground what's the name of their training ground uh Arsenal goes to London Colney exactly it's a little t- a little part I think just outside of London very nice training ground yeah. very nice facilities you know I I probably I bet I bet every club says that it doesn't always come to fruition it doesn't always work out but you know maybe not I mean there is all this 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 negative atmosphere around Arsenal, even though they won this weekend. There's all this negative atmosphere around Arsenal over the way Ozil's been playing or Sanchez or Koscielny. Interesting. Chamberlain or Wenger. So, you know, like the contracts with Ozil and Koscielny, that, that's up in the air. Interesting. So. What, uh, observation, I have to say. Even though they win semi-good performance, mm. there's always something that you can find to criticize. And they yeah. always find that criticism Arsenal, I know. <laughs> yeah. It seems with other clubs, they're able to, you know, deflect that away. Right? Yeah. They're able to hide the the bad stuff and just focus on the good stuff. I mean, so many people blames or complains on, like, Theo Walker, but you don't hear anybody complain about if Daily Ali has a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Maybe it's because it doesn't happen as often. I don't maybe, know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But. maybe. Yeah, it's also as difficult as Arsenal, they lost to Chelsea, like lost really bad to Chelsea. They lost really bad to Watford before then. Yeah. Uh, they beat Burnley before then. They beat Hull, I think, this weekend. So Arsenal are just so up and down. They with, are. No matter who they, they play are. against. So it's, you know, that creates uncertainty, I think, in the locker room. Even if you win one weekend, you st- you have no idea as players, you have no idea what's going to happen next weekend. It's not that everybody in that locker room feels that they can somehow trust this momentum of going, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't feel as right. secure as dominating that Chelsea's going. Yeah. You know, it, you can kind of sense that some way in the Arsenal's locker room. Mm. And that's why a lot of people are raising the question if Wenger is the right call or not. But end of the day, you know, he's in the Champions League and the fourth position now. Fourth now, yeah, but it's so tight. Like, it's probably going to flip-flop. So much, season, so much, so much will happen. <laughs> Chelsea tied. They did, and you know, funny, Chelsea tied. Yet I'm sure there's still some confidence around them, even though they drop points. Yep, there's still good confidence about them. They're feeling good. They know that they're going to go up and win the next game. And even with a tie, they still with with a uh, Tottenham's loss, they still Chelsea still you know, sort of extends it a bit. True, but I mean the team they actually tied against Burnley. Mm. That's what's fascinating. In Premier League or in soccer, yeah, Burnley is in the bottom, mm. and Chelsea has been dominating this entire season so far, and one-one. Uh, it really comes out of nowhere. Yeah, one-one. <laughs> A tie away to, to to Burnley is surprising to say the least. Yeah, shows how there's no really really logic in soccer in that way. Yeah, 
But, you know, I want to go to a different club. Let's go to Manchester United. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Carrington. Carrington. That's the uh, their training facilities there. And for the last couple months, they've got to have been... Their mood around the locker room has to be great, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're winning games. They're winning games they need to win. Uh, they're always in the games. So... I mean, they had a bad period of games where they dropped points, they even lost games, and mm-hmm. you couldn't see the level of Manchester United. Right. But the past uh, eight weeks, mm-hmm. yeah, they've been really good. Oh, you yeah. really see how good McTerran is, right. Mata is scoring, even Fellaini is Pounding and making making good for himself. Ibrahimovic has been scoring Ooh, all season. Ibra, right? Ibra, Ibra. You know, like and they, they, this weekend, Martial started instead of Rashford. Rashford. Yeah, and wow, it's an impact again, right? Instant impact. The same kind of player style and yeah. Yeah. always challenging on his side. Try to come in, take shots, and he scored the first goal. Yeah, make something happen. Even if you know. That Rashford, you know what he's going to do, young yeah. kid, you know what he's going to do. We talked about him before. You know if he's going to come out, if he's going to start on the bench, Martial will go in and do the, pretty much the exact same same job, right? Right. Sort of a similar sort of style, like you said. Uh, so that's, that builds confidence. That's Big time. Confidence around the club. So how is it around Carrington, then? It's got to be jovial. That means happy. <laughs> that means happy, uppity. Uh, <laughs> one more, one more word I learned. Uh, yeah, it's got to be the good mood. Everyone's got to be, you know, feeling good. They're, they're where are they? They're down to sixth place, but they're right in it. Like we said, it's very tight. So you wouldn't mind if the players could have some fun then? No, uh, no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't mind. No. The impact of social media lately has been a gift and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, it puts some of the players in a position where they can get criticized openly, publicly by yeah. people, mm. but also gives us fans such a close relationship to them, even mm. though we don't know them, right? Yeah. Through the Twitter Twitter messages, Facebook updates, Instagram pictures, it feels like we kind of get a sight of their living. Oh, yeah. Uh, which can be great we see how that that good mood that great atmosphere is infectious and if it spreads from the players it spreads to the fans and vice versa back to them spreads to the staff uh so it's good to see that sort of thing i think uh especially when it's deserved Uh, exactly it's almost like they're showing us how they feel within the club yeah yeah without actually saying yes we are happy yeah you know yeah (laughs) um this is also a very new phenomenon right I'd say so, perhaps. Especially with the rise of social media. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like this 15 years ago. No, definitely not. Definitely not 10 years ago. No. no. So it kind of being very new. Mm. So it's definitely definitely types of changing, especially with the social media now, when us fans are getting so much closer relationship with the fans through Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. They post a video online and we can be a part of it somehow yeah uh we can see what they're doing we can even interact with them you know they you know have questions and such with fans i think that's amazing oh yeah yeah whether it's good or bad i don't know but it's it's quite fascinating it feels like we are so much closer to get near them than how it was like 10 years ago you're 15 years ago right yeah for sure 
uh, we can retweet something they said and they might even answer us back right there it's, is like we can we have a level of access to them now that was unheard of 20 years 10 15 years ago 20 I, years ago i agree i agree and, and uh, there's if you look at the uh, carrington's mm-hmm. training ground today mm. name one of those characters that we just spoke about uh today yeah. Right. Uh, Today's Manchester United. Right. Um, so, I guess Paul Pogba comes up. Boom. Pog boom. Pog boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you got some others in there. Like, but. Uh, I mean, historically, you have, like, Anderson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have. Uh, Nani. Nani. Yeah. Uh, you also had, like, at, at Arsenal, you had Ebuia. Oh, oh really? I actually didn't know that. No, Ebuwe was a big. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, Adebayor. Adebayor. Yeah. You also have um, someone like Balutelli. <laughs> yeah, whether he, yeah, for sure, he's something. Yeah. But now it's a bit changed, you know. Like we saw those videos occasionally, but now we actually can see them more often. Yeah. Like uh, Paul Bogba and Jesse Lingard were dancing after practice they were having you know yeah i know about this yeah uh, what do you think about that but uh no i don't mind it you know it shows it really shows the mood of the team has been consistently playing well they've been getting the job done they haven't dropped points for the past couple months so it just makes sense that a video like that will come out and i don't think i don't personally see anything wrong with it especially okay. since they're playing well I agree, but I also want to look at from the fans' perspective, right? Okay. Fans are demanding this Manchester United team to be higher in the table. And quite frankly, they are on the sixth place. Yeah. So a lot of fans are feeling like, wait a minute, why are you guys celebrating, showing this good spirit and happiness while we are not even in the top four? A lot of fans are feeling... That is not appropriate yeah, okay. for them to do it. I hear. But what I think is, that's the feeling in the locker room. Like in Melwood or... But like in Melwood, if the spirit is low, if the, there is not much, you know, opti- optimism, then it's going to reflect somehow to the game. I think Pogba and Jesse Linger dancing and having fun in the locker rooms like that, are showing that United is on the right way. Yeah, it shows that they're relaxed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Comfortable, right? But it's interesting to listen to players like Rio Ferdinand, mm. players like Stevie Gerrard that has been in this game before the... Before the rise of real rise, like rise of social media. Exactly. Yeah. And, and how it is now. So... I think I think in this discussion, after this got viral, a lot of fans felt disappointed, did not appreciate what they did with this dance. Understandable. Let's see what um, old player like Rio Ferdinand had to say about this. Um, Manchester United up against Hull, uh, and there's a, there's a video doing the rounds that's got your goat, right? No, I'll just see a video of the lads dancing in the change room. Listen, I'm all for having a bit of fun on social media yeah. and stuff. Listen, but when you're, you're fifth in the league and you're not in the Champions League positions and you're fighting... Um, right, be totally honest with us. Would this have happened in your day at United? No. 
No. Why not? Because you haven't won anything yet. Until you win something, when you're winning, that's when you go out and do stuff like that. I've just, and I've, I've, the reason is well, because I've dug out Arsenal players for things like this before, mm. and it'd be wrong of me not to, to yeah. speak about the United players. Listen, I'm, I'm all for having fun, and I think Pogba's, part of Pogba's appeal, especially, is yeah. that he's a happy, free spirit, which I wouldn't want to take yeah. anything away from. But I think there's time and, and there's, there's getting the balance right, and when you do these things, is when there's. I think a... that's the thing, Ray, isn't it? It's getting the balance right, isn't it? Liverpool had the same problem with Balotelli. He was more famous for what he did off the field mm. than, than doing it on the pitch. And, I think once once you win it, you can do whatever you want. But if you don't win anything and you fail at the last minute, you end up looking idiotic yeah. because of it. Maybe Jesse's just excited that he's dancing with the world's most expensive footballer. Is that, in the, no, listen, is that the training ground? That's the training ground, yeah. But listen, they can dance. Don't get me wrong. They've got moves. Just keep it in, keep it yeah. in yeah, house. Yeah. Have yeah. the fun, have the banter, have the great spirit. But See, that's that, the thing. It's, it's, it's obsession. Why it's the obsession of sharing it with the rest of the world? If that comes out after you've just got to a cup final, you've won that, you've won the cup final, you've got won a league or something like that. Listen, I'll be, I'll be pushing that out all over the game. I'll be the first one to be doing that. But I want to. In terms of looking at myself, the way I'd have been thinking about it, we're fifth in the league, we're fighting for a Champions League position, we haven't got our hands on any silverware yet. I'd want to keep myself under the radar a little bit until I get to that point. There's a, there's a, a tweet that came in from Andrew who says, I'd love nothing more than Fergie to walk in and punch the pair of them. <laughs> if Fergie's there, no chance. It wouldn't yeah. happen. Fascinating to hear Rio Ferdinand's opinions about this. It was short about him saying that at Fergus time, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. At Fergus time, you would more or less go under the radar and not try to upset the fans and just try to get as much as success as possible at the club, and then you would be able to show that passion. Yeah, and I mean, it worked out for them, didn't it? They won all those titles, so it yeah. certainly works out for them. Uh, ultimately, I think it just comes down to the coach, comes down to the players. Um, Regardless whether you're the type of manager like Sir Alex that wanted the constant discipline and the focus uh, all the time, or if you're you know a separate type of coach or a separate type of player that likes to be a bit more loose yep. and you know have fun, uh, joke around. Regardless, I think you have to back it up with good results. You need them to be successful, to yeah. justify it all, that's all. But there's pressure on young players, or any player now, to use social media. You know, sponsors want you to be doing it, fans think that it yeah, makes you feel in the right way. To the players. <laughs> yeah. in, in the right Not way. Dance. In the Listen, right way. Not Stevie. dancing the night before the game. Stevie, how many of your sponsors, Mac are the same, all of us are the same, will say to you, Listen, we want you to do this on a Thursday night, can you do this? Nine times out of ten, you'd look at the fellow who's asking and say, are you sure? Yeah. No because I don't want to do it then because it ain't right for me yeah. and that's the thing you've got to be able to have the personality to say listen when the time's right I'll do this and don't leave yourself out there for criticism mm. if we go for a dance tonight and I see your phone coming out of your pocket I'll know exactly what's going on I'm on my way home mate I'm going home I've got things to do yeah. when I get back school run in the morning <laughs> school run. the perfect dad that's what he is <laughs> true I think I'm kind of that leader yeah. if I would ever have a workplace or in my own team I would like to have pretty loose atmosphere in the locker room, mm. but once we get to the pitch, then we talk. Actually, yeah, I like that. Huh? That, that, that that sentiment. Yeah. That, that feeling. All right, man. All right. Yeah. We can only let time show us if we're going to be more of this or less. Even if times have changed, we can come to conclusion that. No matter what, every training ground is a sacred ground. What happens 
Inner happens inner, in good and bad, in the hope in one day get the glory that the fans in the club wants to achieve. That was pretty good, huh? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Alright guys, it's that time again. What time? It's time for another Euro trip. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've been waiting for this, man. Yeah. I've been waiting for this. This time, you know what's happening in Europe. Big stuff is happening in Europe. The European soccer landscape. Oof. That is when teams are flying to a different country to play games. That's right. Only known as... The Champions League. Yes. The UEFA Champions League. And a lot of teams were prepping almost. They're, they've got to have one eye on the upcoming game in the midweek. Uh, and so their league games this weekend were almost preparing themselves for the big uh, midweek game. So they were resting players? Sure, in some cases, yes. In some, some cases, some teams. Others were maybe keeping some of their players in the starting lineup to keep them fit, keep them game ready. Mm. Uh, but varying results, varying results for some of these big teams playing Champions League this week. So let's do this, man. Let's fly out on a Euro trip for mm. Europe and see how these teams they're gonna play on Tuesday and Wednesday. How did they? How did it went for them? What did they do? What did they achieve? What happened really in Europe? Right. All right. That sounds like a plan to me. Can I start? Sure. Go for it. Let's go to. It's not Oktoberfest yet. No. Nah. But let's go to Germany. Okay. Okay. Germany, this weekend, we saw almost something that could be incredible. Like, unheard of in soccer, really. Like, you would never expect this to happen. When I turned 18, I started to a lot of gambling. It's very common in Sweden to gamble on each game mm -hmm. and get some more excitement for the games, right? We used to usually... Look at the table, right? You can look at the table. Right. It's the top team in place. Again, the bottom team, you get a good odds and you want to kind of put your money on that team, right? Ingolstadt. Mm. Okay. Home mm. against Bayern Munich. Yeah. Ingolstadt is in the bottom. Right. They're, yeah, they're one of the top bottom teams. This is second yeah. in the bottom. Mm. Bayern Munich is Bayern Munich. Then the right. top. Yeah. Right? Don't even need to say it on the top. You know, it's like everybody knows that, right? Yeah. However, man, it took so long for Bayern Munich to win 2 0. Mm. So long. You know when? When? 90th minute, Bayern Munich scored the first goal. <laughs> <laughs> and they scored the second goal, 90th minute again. Dang. <laughs> so almost a draw against this bottom team in Germany. Almost, man. Wow, that would have really upset a lot of gamblers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You would say, oh, you know, this was an easy game. Right. And almost lose it, right? Yeah, man. That's something. <laughs> Especially uh, now when, you know, Bayern Munich is playing Arsenal on t Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. It's 
raising definitely questions about Bayern Munich's form. Yeah, for sure. If they, they rested a couple of players, but I don't think that was it, man. They had still, you know, Philip Lamb, yeah, no. Martinez, Alonso, Lewandowski. Yeah, with a club like Bayern Munich, it shouldn't matter if you rest players or not. Mm-mm. They should go out there and win a game. Yeah, yeah. And um, very interesting that actually happened, right? Mm. Darmstadt. 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 I think they're newly promoted. I think this this is their first season, I believe. Or they are? Since the last season. Yeah. Nice. I nice. So. They were the biggest surprise this weekend. Is that right? Home against Borussia Dortmund. Darmstadt is in the bottom of the league. Oh, yeah. Last place. Last place. Mm. And uh, they won against Dortmund 2-1. to one. Wow. I mean, dude. It took me a minute to actually, it's a second to like realize what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Darmstadt in the bottom against Borussia Dortmund. And Borussia Dortmund, you know, they changed, they stopped in, um, not Royce, but that one. Good stuff? Nah. Aubameyang. Nah. Guerrero. Nah, dude. Kagawa. No. Pulisic. No. More. No. More was subbed in too. Shirla. Shirley, yeah. Ah. Yeah, they subbed in Shirley. And all these plays were actually kind of playing too, to mm. be honest. And they, yet they lost against Darmstadt. It's very fascinating that this can happen in soccer. I know. <laughs> you know, the bottom... That's what's great about soccer, though, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I love it. Mm. I love it. It's fun that it happens, especially in the German Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it kind of raises questions about Benfica. Dortmund did not, uh, you know, prepare, Mm-mm. I guess, for the Benfica game well. Yeah, man. Bundesliga... Definitely stood for the surprises this weekend. Ah, good stuff. Yeah, dude. What about uh, Paris Saint-Germain in France? All right, so let's take you to uh, France. Not Paris, Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Where PSG went to visit uh, Bordeaux. Okay. Uh, and comfortable win. Comfortable away win. Game. Yeah, away game, 3-0. Uh, no real trouble. Nothing too major to speak of. But PSG, of course, are playing... Barcelona, who they seem to be developing on Tuesday, who they seem to have developed somewhat of like a rivalry. They've played several times over the last couple of years, haven't they? They have. And uh, PSG has not quite been able to, you know... I remember they beat Barcelona one time in a group stage game, but they haven't quite been able to fully get it over Barca. Uh, so... It's we'll going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I know. That game is going to be taking place in Paris, uh, Parc des Princes. Beautiful stadium, by the way. It is. I love that stadium. It's very good. The fans have like flags oh, yeah. and it's very intimate mm. and very close to the pitch how about how about barcelona same thing they also played away went to, away to alaves who they will be playing the cup final copa del rey final Ooh. yeah both, alaves beat celta they, vigo are they newcomers this year yeah i think so yeah new new newly promoted club uh, in the Copa del Rey final. They beat Barcelona early in the season. Oh, they did, yeah. yeah remember? Great success, by I way. know. Uh, but this time, that didn't happen. Barcelona destroyed them. Uh, <laughs> 6-0 <laughs> um, away. And uh, I believe all three of the, the big three players scored. Rakitic scored. The only the only somewhat sad note was Alex Vidal. Yeah. Uh, they're like right back. Yeah. Was... He suffered a nasty injury, and he'll be out for the rest of the season. Uh, he hasn't been starting much this this year. Uh, it's mostly been Sergio Roberto back there. True, but uh, Sergio Roberto hasn't been playing super great the past few weeks. But 
we'll see. We'll see if PSG can take advantage of that. Otherwise, you know, comp- easy, comprehensive victory for Barcelona. What happened with Real Madrid then? Uh, another win, pretty simple win, uh, away to Osasuna, 3-1. to one. They've got a big game. James Rodriguez actually coming in and, and playing really well, scoring, yeah. Good to uh, see him back. I know. Every time he's come on the be- off the bench, he's he's done pretty well. I think he should start a bit more. But uh, they've got a big game this week against Napoli on Tuesday. Ooh, yes, and yes. Napoli are playing great uh, in Syria. Um, they are in the third place right now with fifty-one points. Yeah, Roma is in second with fifty-three, and you have Juventus sixth in the first. But Napoli is. Looking very solid, dude. Uh, their their front three on the left. Insigne, Lorenzo Insigne, the su- super short guy. Yeah. All the, the entire front three are really short. But Insigne, uh, Callejon, Dries Mertens, man. And He's... you got, obviously, Hamsik, the captain yeah. in the middle. Big fan of him. I like him a lot. And it, also Pepperena. Pepperena. He was the keeper at Napoli, then he left for Bayern Munich, mm. and now he's back again. Yeah, yeah, and he's done well. He's done well. well. Napoli winning 2-0 this weekend over Genoa. Italian league, like always, I feel like the top teams mm. are showing a good picture of how the league is, right? I mean, Yeah, I mean, Juventus is clearly ahead. Roma uh, second. Napoli third. That's, that's the top three for sure. Inter fourth. Inter are doing well. I must give them the credit. Inter are playing really well lately. And Milan played Lazio. Yeah, they and tied. They tied. Yeah. So... I guess important po- points for both of them, and uh, even though each team will go for three points, obviously. Sure. Um, can we quick jump to Portugal? Of course. Because we have a couple of Portuguese teams right. in the Champions League and UEFA Cup. Too, yeah, we right? usually do. There's top three clubs in Portugal, Porto, Benfica, Sporting, tend to do well in these competitions. And we got Portugal, I mean, sorry, Benfica playing... Uh, Dortmund on oh. Tuesday, which would be a good game, and Benfica easy victory. Uh, again, a lot of these pretty simple victories. Benfica defeating Arauca, Arauca, Arauca. Is it right? Three uh, zero, simple victory for them. Did the Swedish defender play? Uh, you mean uh, Lindelof? Uh, yes, I believe he did. I'm happy that you know his name. <laughs> Took me a second. I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's play a game, Kerry. Let's right. do a prediction game. Okay. Okay. We can do... You can do Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona, and Benfica Dortmund, the Tuesday games. All right. And I can do... Wednesday? Wednesdays. Okay. All right, man. Go ahead. Start, start. With the, start with the Paris and Barcelona. Neither team is honestly playing. Overall, like, even though they just won pretty comfortably this weekend, uh, for the past few months, they haven't been playing super great. They've Even if they've won, they've been unconvincing. Uh, this first game is in Paris, yeah? Yep. I will, actually, I will go for a PSG win here. Oh. I feel it's against them. I'm pretty sure the odds are for Barcelona. But, yep, I'm going for, I'm not going to say who I think is going to win the tie. Okay. But no, I think no. for this, yeah. this game, I think uh, I think PSG will one goal win. Probably like two to one. Carries going out. Okay, yep. that's yep. good. Interesting. Fun, man. Uh, what about Benfica Dortmund? All right. Pretty tight game. Uh, I'd say Dortmund had an edge in quality mm-hmm. a little bit, but Benfica are, are are quality themselves. And like I said, they always these top Portuguese clubs always turn up in the Champions League. They do, but so is Dortmund. Honestly, Dortmund struggling in the league. They just lost, like you said. But yep. 
they they've been turning up in this Champions League. Uh, this first game is who's, who's hosting the first leg? Benfica. Benfica. I'll still say I'd say a Dortmund one nothing win. Marco Royce getting right. the goal. We yeah. we remember that. Yeah, remember it. Okay, man. How about Wednesday? Let's see what's up first. Real Madrid Napoli. How about that? Real Madrid Napoli. That's going to be a good game. I think really good game. Yeah. Um, home at Bernabeu. I don't see Napoli team winning against Real Madrid. Mm. And Real Madrid hasn't really showed the world class level of plays. But when it comes to Champions League at home, they're not gonna let this slip. I don't think it's gonna even be a draw. I think it's gonna be two 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 zero to Real Madrid. All right. Um, uh, I think Ronaldo will be one of the goal scorer. And, <laughs> yeah, you got it. You know, he's got it. He's gonna be one for sure. And then the rest, who knows? The but. rest, you know, it could be <laughs> yeah. it could be the keeper, right? Um, <laughs> I think it's gonna be two zero to Real Madrid, okay. and Ronaldo is gonna at least score one goal. All right, you heard it here first. You heard it. And I up said next, it. here's the big one for us as Arsenal fans. Arsenal away to Bayern Munich. Arsenal will normally be hosting this first, but seeing as we finally came first in the group, uh, <laughs> Munich right. came second. So. I mean, am I going to go with my heart or am I going to go with my brain? You go know, with your brain. It's, it's, it's <laughs> keep this, you, you know, know, objective. If I try to keep this as objective as possible. You can still say an Arsenal win. I can. And I think... I will go with uh, 1-1 draw. Oh, okay. I believe that Arsenal will step up their game tremendously, especially mm. how important this Champions League is for them. Yeah. And how much this means for the club and the fans, especially after the run they had a couple of past weeks. Mm. I think this is really the test for Arsenal to, boom, step up. I agree. And I believe they have the the players, if you look from the this weekend... They played really good, but Sanchez played really good. Ozil was a bit frustrated, but he was getting balls. Yeah. And I really liked um, Fear Walker attacking and mm, yeah. defensive really worked. So if they can kind of keep the same uh, formation and the same players they, start, they started, I think Arsenal could do at least one goal away. And Bayern Munich being Bayern Munich, I think they will get in at least one goal. Sure. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that happening too. So one one there, man. One one there, and uh, let's remember the scores. Okay. And next week when we see everybody mm. and talk to everyone, mm. we remind them. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll keep a like a score for ourselves. Like see who's oh, who got the most right. You you're know? challenging me. Yeah. You're man. challenging. Yeah. Me. All right, man. It's com- competitive. Okay. So if you have the right score mm. you get three points okay oh okay sure if you guess the right team will win you get one point if you guessing is wrong then zero points okay let's do it there it was <laughs> the, the weird handshake <laughs>
Yeah, Kerry. Yep. There was something I wanted to ask you. Shoot. In soccer, sometimes you play in a team that really doesn't is in the level that maybe in in the same level as you or like in a group you're not really having a great performance. Mm. You know, you don't happen to have the scores on your side and it gets this evil disheartening, yeah. this evil circle that kind of comes back. Have you ever played in a team youth or even adult life where you felt like oh man, this is going to be a tough tough yeah. game to go out and try to win this game. Mm-hmm. That the team is too good. And we can only go out to do our best, but yet we know how good they are, and I know the quality in our team. Right? Yeah, I've been I've been in teams like that. Um, uh, you just gotta, you know, sort of, I guess, take it on the chin and just go through it and do your best, like you said. But yeah, I've definitely been in teams where it's like every week I knew, or I was, I was, I knew that oh, this isn't, this is probably not gonna go our way even if i didn't know their team yeah i was just like i knew my team exactly like, yeah oh we're most likely gonna have it the odds against us how do you prepare for a game like that then well let's see this one team that i'm thinking of i was uh this was a while ago i was one of the better players on the team yeah um so i gotta just try to you know be like a leader and you know show them maybe the right ways to do things help mm-hmm. guide them through the right ways to do things and so that's one way also just you know i guess i guess knowing your limits you got to just realize the limits of you and your team and once you know that once you you know mentally mentally um imagine yeah. your limits then you can go out there and just you know perform with your perform your best without really thinking you don't really have any pressure because you know uh, this other this other team has they can do all this stuff. They have all the pressure of beating you. Okay. And so you you go out there once you know your limits are a little bit less than theirs, um you go out there with less pressure. What about in a if you look at in a more of a team effort way? Because you can always somehow motivate your own attitude or your your yeah. your preparation for the game. But how 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 do you how do I get the team motivated? Team motivated for the same task. Well, for me personally, I'm I wasn't like the most vocal leader. Uh, yeah, I was much more of a lead by example. So I'd say, especially once we go out there on the field or mm. out there on the on the practice ground, on the training ground, or if it's you know right before the game or while the game is is playing, if I go out there and give all the effort that I can, and you know with a positive attitude and excitement, then that spreads across the rest of the team. They see that. And they do that as well. That is actually something that teammates pick up. Yeah. And they follow your lead. Oh, yeah. You don't necessarily have to yell and motivate them in that way. But when you show that that determination and that will of winning the balls, going to doing the runs, getting into the tackles, that is actually gets picked up by your teammates. Yeah. Also, during the season, you have important games. MLS don't have any relegation system. No. So the players are not really stressing or feeling pressured about, oh man, we can be relegated, and the damage of the damage and the danger of be- being relegated is something that they're missing. Sure, it's missing, and and you don't even want anybody to feel that feeling, right? Being uh-huh. under that under that 
pressure yeah. or situation, really. Um, have you been in any something like that before? Uh, me, no, not really. I was, uh, I have been in. Obviously, this is in youth youth level, but you know, like competitions and leagues where there's relegation and there's promotion. Um, I have been in the promotion battle. Uh, in fact, pretty much through my entire youth career, I was in a promotion battle. Never in a relegation battle. Uh, okay. Really, but uh, yeah, this must be something. You know, when you're under the microscope like that, the pressure is really intense. I'm sure. Have you been in something like that? Tremendous. Um, I actually been in both, both relegation and both try to try to win mm. the league. Like you told me about it too. Yeah. I actually, my first year at Adelsberg, we won the division. So that you know that obviously that fall season was super fun mm. you know everybody we knew that we were on top of the league and we just had to keep it you know get points get get points win the games get draws against important teams but the the, the atmosphere at the club was so positive you know we had so much fun when we went down to to practice everybody was like joking around it, it was definitely a good mood um but i also been in two um, relegations with Adelsberg. Mm, yeah, I think you told me about one or two. You know, yeah. it rough, man. Was it? Oof, I bet. Oof, oof. You almost kind of want to puke after after some of the losses, important losses, you know? You cannot stop from looking at the table. Where are you? How many points you are from? And you also kind of start looking at the schedule. Okay, how? when are we going to play the important games? the games that actually matters in the bottom you know yeah so it's it's not it's, it's not easy man as a player the fear you know the fear is kind of surrounded about this pressure in the game kind of creates a lack of confidence in the team you becoming more scared of keeping the ball in the team challenging yeah you know going forward um, I felt that, yeah. Yeah, mm. kind of get that all is so much more holding you're you tense. back. Yeah, yeah, you're really tense yeah. up. Yeah. You're definitely tense. And uh, I'm not sure how you can change that, right? We gave the managers uh, a big, important role in it. Yeah. But changing managers sometimes work. Yeah. We never did that. We, we never, did. we never yeah. changed, we never changed our manager when it went that bad. Mm. We always kept the same manager end of the season. Now looking back, I think changing a manager in that situation could have done something good. You see this occasionally in the soccer world. Yeah. When teams goes bad, they kind of fire or let go of the, uh, the coach. And the latest one was Bob Bradley from Swansea. Sure, yeah. And Swansea appointed Clements. Mm. And Swansea looks really good now. I mean, I mean like they look a lot better than before. a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> not like really, really good, uh, but they look better. They definitely, let alone just the results, but you can look at how the the mood around the players. They're all very confident and and they're playing playing well, playing really well. They're playing like they know they can play. Another team, it's Hull, Hull City too. Yeah, with uh, they brought in Marco Silva, who has. Definitely reinvigorated Hull, just like Swansea. They're playing great. Brought in a couple of new players. Uh, they look completely different, almost than they were, like earlier in the season. They do. There's something mysterious with that coach. Yeah, 
every time they kind of film him, he doesn't say anything. He kind of looks suspicious in at the game. <laughs> but I want to believe, and I'm sure you, you, if you ask the players, they would say that this kind of brought in hope. Sure. It kind of brought in a bit more determination. Yeah. You know? Definitely that. I mean, Bob Bradley came in as a coach to actually save Swansea. Right. You know, he kicked him and getting Clement was like, all right, man, now we have to really step our game up. Yeah. We really need to make sure. And if you get a coach that is uh, tactically good and and um, has an idea of how we can turn this around, you can get the good out of the players, especially with a team like Swansea. Yeah, yeah. And like when... um. Uh, when a coach like Bob Bradley or whoever Guido Lean before him, uh, whoever they have their tend to have their favorites uh, when it comes to starting lineup, when it comes to the whole eighteen, uh, they tend to have their favorites. But when a new coach comes in, then that that favoritism is up in the air. You don't know if you're going to be a favorite of this new coach. You don't know if they're going to like you as much, if they're going to rely on you as much. And so you're going to want to put in everything you have every game as soon as this coach comes in to ensure or to you know uh to ensure that you can be relied on to that you can be counted upon uh in this coach's eyes so that definitely sort of reinvigorates a club for sure exactly exactly and even the fans yeah all of a sudden the fans feel like oh yeah man now we might pick up some points. Yeah. We can do this. Come, Come on. Hope. Yeah, let's oh. do it, man. Let's do it. So uh, we never had that at Otherspur. We never really made that kind of decision. Yeah, me and, and I feel like uh, if we have done it, I, I'm sure that we could have s- saved one or two seasons. Think so? Oh, man, it was, it's definitely the heartbreaking end of the season when you eventually realize that there's nothing you can do, you know? Yeah. You've been playing for entire season and uh, not really having big big success on the field and this is what happens it's it's a it's a definitely a punch on your face <laughs> um some of the clubs that out there now that are actually pretty good are Wolfsburg, Werder Bremen and and Hamburger mm. but they are struggling in the bottom. Yeah, these have been some big clubs in in Germany. Yeah. Uh, remember a couple of years ago Wolfsburg were like they were, what, second or third or so in the Bundesliga, doing well in the Champions League with Julian Draxler. Exactly, yeah. And Bas Dost and Schürrle. Yeah. Uh, but now they are, they are doing, you know, they're kind of languishing at the bottom. Yeah, dude. A couple of years ago, Hamburg was at... They were a solid club. They were a solid club. They were in the Champions League. Yeah. Werder Bremen used to be in Champions League remember long once, time ago. Remember but... once Hamburg, do they still have them? Uh, Van der Vaart and oh, yeah. Nigel de Jong. Yeah. Man, they're, good times, they're, good, yeah, times. they're a quality t- team. I mean, team I mean, if you look at the club and the structure in the club from the youth teams all the way up, I mean, these are the clubs that been in German soccer for a long time. So I bet it's definitely hard for them right now how it goes. Yeah. Ha- Dude, I read somewhere that you can also spell it hamburger SV. I mean, does it have any relation Hamburg. to hamburger? You mean the food hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've wondered that, but I, I think that's probably where hamburgers come from. I mean, hamburgers are American food, but 
That might be where the name comes from. I think uh, Hamburg meat or Hamburg steak came from Hamburg, the city. And it was brought to New York, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago through trading routes. I think it was Hamburg was one of the major port cities in uh, in Europe. And they brought the Hamburg steak to New York. And through that, they started calling it Hamburg. Yeah, as, yeah er. I guess it's... As they say, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Some of these clubs, like Swansea and Hull, have benefited from a change in coaching. Yeah. Um, another club right now that is struggling is, surpri- I guess this is a big surprise, but it's Leicester City. And how strange is it? How crazy is it? That Leicester City, the Premier League champions... Oh my god, yes. ...are now, I think, just one point, I believe, above relegation in February. I mean, how weird a situation is this for Leicester City, for Ranieri, for, yeah, for Ranieri. the players? Jamie Wardy, Mares. And this is so odd to be in the situation from champions to relegation threatened. Do you... Is the players the problem? Is the manager the problem? Do you keep the players or do you let go of a coach like Ranieri who led the team to the biggest success of sports last season? This is a very, very rare case in any type of leadership, any type of team, group, environment, yeah, mentality, mentality, you know, like from being a champions, being on top, performing that well to now actually struggle with totally opposite the next year. I don't I cannot remember any soccer case really that happened. You know? <laughs> no, me neither. I've heard that um I've heard like commentators and analysts say that the only time or at least the last time that a uh English league champion, first division champion, then got relegated the next city was uh next year was uh the nineteen thirties. Oh my god. <laughs> I think god. it was Manchester City or something, but I don't think firing and letting go of Ranieri is the right answer. I don't either. No, no. But, uh, yeah. It's a fascinating case. For sure, for sure. I mean, you got to give him some leeway, I think. Just the fact that he won the league with Leicester City, you should give him a little bit more time. But I'd also say because when Ranieri was brought in to Leicester City, yeah, it was to keep them above relegation you know to keep them in the Premier League to keep them from getting relegated <laughs> and yeah they're in a bad 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 sorts right now but they haven't been relegated yet I still think they have the quality to I mean they have some decent players yeah but I still think they're better than the teams that are below them so uh I still think we give Ranieri a bit of time and even if he gets relegated I think they should keep him for a season or so and for a team that managed the pressure of winning Premier League, mm. I think the pressure of staying in Premier League is something this team is capable of doing. Yeah, Men- I mean, they did it right before, yeah. uh, two seasons ago. So. Mentally, they are very strong, and I think that will definitely show in that in, in that locker room. I think so. I, I hope so. I'm pretty sure it will. Uh, the players... The leaders of this team, you know, the Robert Hoos, the West Morgans, will, will, you know, they'll look at the team, they'll look at themselves, and they'll get it. They'll straighten things out. The Casper Schmeichels, they'll straighten things out. Yep. 
and it will be a case that we will look more into because me and Kerry, we both love these type of stories. Yeah. When soccer offers the wild, the wild, the unimaginable, the craziness, the impossible, the wows. <laughs> uh, and this is certainly one of them. It is yeah. for sure. And I just can't keep living this way. So starting today, I'm breaking out of this cage. I'm standing up, I'ma face my demons. I'm manning up, I'ma hold my ground. I've had enough, now I'm so fed up. Time to put my life back together right now. Now it was my decision. Oh man. Mm. Oh. Episode five. Uh-huh. Episode five. Episode five. <laughs> <laughs> we did episode five, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait for tomorrow, dude. Me neither. I can't wait for tomorrow. You know, we PSG Barcelona. Finally, Champions League is back. Mm. I know, right? Yeah. It's, it's been too long. Too it's, long. It's a couple months. Two or three months. It's too long. I mean, now is the real Champions League starting. Yes. The playoffs. Yeah. I mean, people were saying that the group stages were kind of boring this year. Uh, this, sure, sure, uh, group stages can be like that, but once you get down to those knockout stages, then it really gets down to the exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of excitement that goes on even at Arsenal's training ground. Yeah, really. I mean, you gotta wonder what the, what the atmosphere is like there. I think people are high-fiving each other. Let's go up there and show our fans that we can do this. I hope so. You know, I think there's a lot of high-fives and hugging and maybe French kisses. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But it's definitely an excitement and motivation to go to Bayern Munich and get a good score for the home game. That should be something to to really get you excited, to get you up. A away Champions League game at Bayern Munich. Uh, that should get the get the blood flowing. If that doesn't, then I don't know what does. Ah, yeah. another thing that I would say is really exciting would be figuring out our predictions for this week's Champions League game. Because <laughs> uh, I can't wait to get. Well, we should start get a scoreboard running in your okay. here. Okay. And I can't wait to write the first point for me. Oh, you're confident? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I am. I'm confident. Man, you never had any setbacks in your soccer career, huh? Like, I remember with my time at Aldersburg, you know, kind of tried to stay humble with, <laughs> with, with, with the relegations. But no, man, I, I like the confidence. It means that you've been doing good lately, you know, like the dance Pogba and Jesse Lingard had, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. That, maybe I should get a, you know, take a video of me dancing <laughs> put it up on social media and everyone that watches our listens to our show will be like oh he's this confident about his champions league predictions <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's infectious you should you should tweet that i'll, I'll tweet it put it on facebook instagram <laughs> i'll put it through the uh through our 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 instagram and facebook and okay and okay yeah. man that, that's gonna be very interesting to follow uh, do i have to follow do i have to follow up on that now you have to do a dance you know oh man i mean it's 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 might not be dances that goes on at clubs like wolfsburg and Werder mm-hmm. bremen but it's definitely 
about to become some dancing at Swansea and Hall if they keep yeah, up with this. Really, really. And a place like Leicester, like Arsenal. Oof. What's going on there? What's going on? Is there dancing? Is, is there... Is it dark? Is there, yeah, I know. Is there just sitting? I don't know. Who they knows? might even have a chapel where they have to go and pray, you know? Yeah, maybe. But maybe. miracles has happened. Oh, yeah, they did a miracle last season. They did, didn't they? So miracles is something they're really good at. I think so. I think so. And we have our own miracle in this city, dude. We do. Atlanta United. Oh, oh there's definitely dancing going on there. It was the first win in the club's history, even if it was just a preseason friendly. Still, it started. I know. It started. And uh, I am sure and determined that me and Kerry will be one of those fans that goes to the games at the new stadium oh, yeah. mercedes-benz stadium there'll be some dancing there dancing sure. is gonna be some dancing with 30 other thousand people Thirty thousand other people we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about the game mm-hmm. we're gonna promote our podcast and we're gonna be one of those that actually uplifts the stadium's yeah. atmosphere yeah. because we know as soccer fans and your friends and as your friends they're listening that we know what soccer fans are going through and how much it means for the soccer players and the club and we are determined to step up our game too we'll be lifting up the atmosphere of the stadium and then filtering it with our through our podcast to you guys to you guys to you and that is why we are so happy that you again join our podcast and listen to our fifth episode of the Oscotch and King Soccer Soccer Podcast Podcast Show. Until next time, we want to tell you that it's all about the attitude in your environment. It might be your leader that sets that attitude, or it can also come from you. You make up your mind and you decide. Until next time, Peace. Have a good week, everybody. Bye bye. You, so I can come back a brand new me. You help see me through. And don't even realize what you did. Just believe me, you. I've been through the ringer. But take it too little to the middle finger. I think I got a tear in my eye. I feel like the king of my world. Haters can make like bees when those stingers and drop dead. No more beef flingers, no more drama from now on. I promise to focus solely on handling my responsibilities as a father. So I solemnly swear to always treat this roof like my daughters and raise it. You couldn't let the single single on it Cause the way I feel I'm strong enough to go to the club Or the corner park And lift the whole liquor counter up Cause I'm raising the bar I suit for the moon But I'm too busy gazing at stars I feel amazing